a compilation of stand-up comedy performances from Osaka on episode 31 of Go for Gaijin. Hi, Mom. This is going to be a pretty special episode. I'm going to keep it succinct. I swear. I promise. This one's going to be quick. Really? No. Honestly, I swear. Here's a performance from Rodney Smith, a comedian originally hailing from New Zealand. <laughs> you know, and rules, even if they don't make sense, Japanese people will follow them. For example, one rule in Japan, some of you tourists might not know, it's actually illegal to dance after 1 a.m. in Japan. So, Tokyo is simultaneously hosting... The 2020 Olympics and Footloose 1987. <laughs> it makes no sense. And these, and these kind of rules, they're everywhere. And it used to drive me absolutely insane. I would just follow them without question. But then I had an epiphany. Then I knew what to do. First I was dismayed by the rules I'd find. Japanese conformity just blows my mind Even when a rule made no goddamn sense at all They'd play along It used to drive me off the wall But then I changed I found the key Is learn to think of rules Like they're fine pornography Now every rule's arousing Every rule's like having sex And nothing gets me harder than Rules that don't make sense So I go like in my pants When I think that late at night I'm not allowed to dance Weren't you surprised to find a crime wave in Japan Not Yakuza It's those salsa dancing fans And I I will subscribe To every single sexy rule Japan can go and write I can't get in the spot One tattoo, I'm Yakuza Even though I'm white I will subscribe to the rules. Took all the strength I had not to leave Japan. I'm trying hard to make the most of living where I so many nights angry at arbitrary rules I used to cry. But now I jerk it till it's dry and you see me pitching a tent. Loving how my bank is so inefficient. Cause I got my gaijin card passport and two forms of ID. But without my honko I can't prove that I am me. So I go Seriously, it's just a fucking step. See the one I saw Jay walking on the street. Sure, there's no cars, but I'll wait till the crossing's green because I, I will subscribe to every single sexy rule Japan can go it right. It may be safe to ride with two people on one bike, but that's a crime. And I will subscribe. Thank you very much. All right. And now Tom Law, an English comedian. <laughs> but one, of the, one of the things that I do enjoy about living in Japan is the, the food, so much nice food. I love going out to the restaurants. And I went out to a restaurant a couple of weeks ago to meet some friends. And I spoke to the waitress at the entrance and said my friends were already inside. 
So she led me to a table at the back of the room. And when we got there, I said, hold on, these aren't my friends. These are just some other white people. <laughs> and she said, well, sorry, sir, in that case, your friends aren't here. <laughs> By the way, I should point out, this was Saturday night, packed restaurant. So I said to her, excuse me, what do you mean my friends aren't here? How dare you assume that just because I'm a foreigner, all my friends must be foreign too? How dare you judge me so accurately? <laughs> but she was right, I had the wrong address, so I scooted next door. <laughs> Spoke to the waiter at the, rest, at the entrance and said, my friends are inside. And this guy had the decency to ask me, what do they look like? Can you describe them for me? I thought, how refreshing. So I said, let's see. Um, not just a bunch of white guys. <laughs> Got the white guys in? One group? That'll be them. <laughs> Took me over there, sat me down. Then the racial profiling started. What did he bring over? The English menu. Look around the room, other Japanese diners, they've got the Japanese menu. It's a work of art. Bamboo spine, rice paper pages, calligraphy, gold leaf, the works. Meanwhile, your English menu is a dog-eared stained scrap of A4. The bastard love child of Google Translator. <laughs> and Microsoft Copart. I did what some of you have probably done in the same situation. I thought, I've lived in Japan long enough. I think I can handle a Japanese menu. Grab one of those. Thank you very much. Open it up. Oh, fuck. No pictures. <laughs> but yeah, I think generally Japanese people are very polite. Some people aren't. Some people are at the other end of the spectrum. They're just way too polite. I'll give you an example of this. I was leaving my apartment the other day. And I live on the top floor of my mansion. In other words, that's a, a block of flats. It's what Japan calls block of flats, perhaps. Nice rebranding Japan. Anyway, I go on the lift. It's empty. Drop down a couple of floors. This salary man, salary man got in, all suited up. No one else got in. We reached the first floor, and the salary man sort of motions to let me out of the lift like this. Doesn't speak, just does that. But I want to show him that foreigners can be polite too. So I say, Osaki ni dozo, you first. And he got out of the lift before me. But as he got out, I noticed that the B1 button inside the lift was lit up, and I didn't press it. That can only mean he pressed it when he got in, and now he's got out on the wrong floor simply because I asked him to. <laughs> I think that's the definition of too polite. But then he did something even weirder. As we're walking away from the lift, he does this. The old, oops, I've forgotten something routine just to justify getting back in the lift without hurting my precious feelings. He only reminds me I actually have forgotten something. So I get back in too. Next thing, we're heading down to the basement and to save face, he's got to pretend he's got no idea what's happened. He's pressing the B1 button frantically, trying to cancel out the move, but it's way too late for that. Finally, we're both heading back up to our floors, and by this point, the atmosphere in the lift was incredibly awkward. So we just started making out. <laughs> and now a few bits from another Englishman, a Londoner named Ed Daggers. I went into a shop recently, and the first thing I heard was, which is like a, a very formal, polite Japanese greeting. But when I looked up, I couldn't believe it. It was a foreigner. I was like, 
No one told me we could work in shops. <laughs> you know, you don't see it, do you? I think one of the reasons, actually, working in shops and restaurants in Japan is hard. Like, customer service is so important. If I see someone working in, like, McDonald's back in England, I'm like, I can never do that. When I see someone working in McDonald's in Japan, I'm like, I could never do that. <laughs> well, it's very nice to see all the tourists in town. I found out we get over three million tourists in Osaka a year. And I've decided there are three main reasons why people choose Osaka. The food, the people, and because Kyoto doesn't have an international airport. <laughs> Any of you guys been to USJ yet? Universal Studios? Yeah. Um, I still haven't been. Four years, I know, nearly four years I've been here, I haven't been. Because for me, the whole, like, that sense of excitement and danger they have at theme parks, it just seems really fake. They try and give them scary ride names. Oblivion, the detonator. That's not scary. If you want to scare me, you should call it something like, the baby's yours. <laughs> and I actually, I've been to one theme park that was genuinely scary, and that was in China. Because in a Chinese theme park, the danger is real. <laughs> you're not upside down on a roller coaster, you do not want to look at your seatbelt and read Made in China. <laughs> Spelt wrong. <laughs> And finally, some material from previous podcast guest, Tony Romani. My name's Tony. I've uh, been in Japan a long time. I love Japan. It's a, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to lose things. You lose your wallet, someone brings it back to you. you. Lose your mobile phone, someone brings it back to you. It's a terrible place to be a terrorist. That's not my bag! <laughs> I was in uh, Kyoto a while ago. I was on a shrine tour. And then the tour guide, looking up at a shrine, the tour guide says, uh, take a good look. This is a lost art. There's a the man alive that can remake, rebuild these kind of shrines. I'm thinking to myself, I don't mean to sound skeptical, sir, but uh, I think if we can blast a probe into space, sling it off a couple planets, and ten years later, land it on a comet, we could probably reverse engineer your Japanese woodwork tradition here. In fact, I mentioned if I get a couple guys over from Foxconn, they could roll out half a dozen of these in the afternoon. <laughs> I have a challenge for you, sir. I bet you if you get all the shrine builders in the history of shrine building, get them here right now. All of them couldn't figure out what that does, the vending machine next to the shrine. <laughs> Hot and cold drinks in the same machine? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Thanks to all the Roar Comedy guys for contributing. Hoping to have a couple more of them on before this whole thing ends in February. And arigatou gozaimashita to everybody for listening. And sayonara.